Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Nation, welcome in to DMBR Buffs Primetime. We are, of course, presented by the American Raptors. If you didn't get the ticket you wanted as an elite athlete, check out the opportunities at Infinity Park. Rugby just may be your next ride. My name is Jake Schwanitz. RK, around traveling the country, Andre Simone joining me today. My guy, what is up, Dre? Haven't seen you since I left Denver. How was your Christmas, dude? Lovely Christmas, great time with the family. You know, when when you've got a little one, Christmas becomes extra special and uh, lots of fun. And uh, yeah, man, I'm excited you got to see the family yourself. How is it over there? It's been fun. It's been very chill, very relaxing. Um, I think I need this little break before uh, chaos ensues on National Signing Day and thereafter. Yeah, yeah, another calm before the storm time for you, huh? Yes, exactly. Um, just keeping tabs on Valdosta, Georgia, right now. <laughs> Valdosta, Georgia, Jackson State. Uh, there's a bunch of recruits from the Miami area that have been love this. Um, been causing some people to shoot me some DMs. So, oh, uh, it's love been, that. It's been entertaining. Great. Let's get into it, though. Are you um, bearing the lead that we're matching shirts? <laughs> We are matching shirts. This is the second time I matched uh, this week. I matched RK on Monday with the primetime buddies. Mm. So uh, some it's great timing going on. Yeah, I love this for us. Yeah. <laughs> DMVRlocker.com, um, baby. Let's go. Yes, sir. <laughs> plug it. Plug it. Yeah. Um, quite a few things to get to today. We're going to start off with the news, though. Um, we don't have too much on the CU side of things, Coach Prime side of things. We'll talk about Ed Reed in just a bit. And then we'll do our Pac-12 quarterback draft. 
Love it. Dre, we start off. Alejandro Mata, kicker from Jackson State, is joining CU. Uh, entered the portal on the 19th, committed to CU two days ago. Last year in his freshman season, he made 12 of 13 field goals, 50 of 51 PATs. Both misses were blocked. Um, mm, okay. I don't know. Cole we'll Becker was it. a solid guy last year. Uh, can you, I don't know. Do you have kicker analysis for me on Alejandro Mata or just the kicker position in general? I don't, but there are few places better to transfer to as a kicker than Colorado. You're going from that thick air in Jackson State, a uh, little that sippy air, and to you know some nice dry, high altitude air. Do we have his longest at uh 38 yards? 38 yards. 30. Okay. Mm-hmm. Okay. We're gonna. I mean, I think at altitude that's 45 easy, and yeah. we'll see how far we can extend it right now. How many Jackson yeah. State transfers is that? Do you uh do you have that handy? I can count three, four, five, five so far, I believe. Shador, Tyler Brown, Travis Hunter, Cameron Silman Craig, and now Alejandro Mata. Okay. I mean Mata turns a pretty elite group right there. He does. Uh the Buffs also got a punter from the transfer portal a few days ago. So they're completely revamping the specialists. Yep. I um, saw I saw that. I saw that. Love that. And uh, plenty of eligibility for Mata, you know. So uh, come on now. Got to get excited about that. Lock it in. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Uh, I think that's enough specialist talk today. Moving on. Uh, Class of 2024, four-star defensive lineman Eric Brantley Jr., as you mentioned, from Valdosta High School in Valdosta, Georgia. Uh, He's listed at 6'2", 250 pounds. Um, I believe he and Omar White, the previous four-star guy to commit to see you on the 26th, have a bit of a relationship. Uh, when Eric Brantley committed, Omar White, I believe, quote tweeted him, just like kind of encouraging and cheering him on. Mm-hmm. Um, Brantley is a four-star prospect, only according to On3. 247 Sports has Brantley listed as a three-star, same in their composite rankings. Uh, he did have was that 25 24 offers though yeah um, lots of yeah, sec man. offers acc offers i mean he's 62250 at like 1718 mm-hmm. yikes um and yeah i mean a teammate of omar white right who's a much bigger boy i believe so yeah they go to the same high school so uh, obviously they play in the same football team um yeah, they, they were Omar was really hyped when uh, Eric Brantley committed. Um, and I'm sure a lot of fans out there are hyped because Coach Prime hasn't exactly gotten a lot of commitments from offensive linemen, defensive linemen, just trench yeah. players. Yeah. Um, now he's started to build that. Um, is that a concern when you see that early on that a coach is just I mean, we knew that though. We knew that coming in Automatic. that Coach Prime's pull was the skill players. Of course. Um just your analysis on that, I guess. Yeah, I mean, just seeing the recruiting classes from Jackson State and even what Dion was saying, Coach Prime, um, you, you knew that on the perimeter they would be like set. Like, for one, the guy can evaluate and recruit the hell out of the secondary. So you knew that was set. Just his track record at Jackson State and even the early commits, you knew wide receiver was going to be fine. And obviously, Edwards and Shadur, you feel a lot better about your backfield. And I mean, I think just in general, when coach prime hadn't even been hired, I don't know that I was talking to you about this so much, but I was talking to Henry 
about this. And it was just like, you know, at USC, the other places that go transfer heavy, the O-line and D-line to a lesser extent, but I think primarily the O-line and D-line are going to be the units that um, are going to just fall behind a little more because those guys are going to be less inclined to transfer. Um, because, you know, like if, if you're an O-lineman who's gone through the motions and has started to really modify their body, take that leap in development, you're starting to gel with a unit, you feel comfortable with your O-line or D-line coach, it's just a lot easier to like, hey, man, we're at a good place. The progression is nice. Uh, why, why would I move? Why would I change things up? And I think just in general, like, I, I haven't gone like through the rankings to see how much this really um, correlates directly, but I would venture to say if you went through those top 50 lists, the trenches are going to be kind of light and it's going to be a lot more skill positions and back seven on the defensive side. And that's just, that's just part of the deal. Um, and that's where coach prime's ability to recruit coaches is really going to come in handy um, because mm -hmm. you just need guys to to come in, develop um, strength and conditioning is going to be huge. I mean, that's something that like, you know, last couple of years at schools like Michigan, um, they rave about their strength and conditioning coach. They actually wanted, uh, tried to get him nominated um, for the award that goes to the top assistant coach in the country. Um, Cristobal, you know, he's got the little pencil mustache strength and conditioning coach that's been roaming the sidelines for him at Oregon, uh, Miami. Like those guys are really important and that's going to be like huge for CU in taking that next step and developing the trenches and I'm more encouraged, like, you know, I saw they've at least gotten three O-line transfers from kind of smaller schools, you know. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, but I mean, even even last year, they had a Bama transfer on the line and what have you. Like, you, you will find those guys. I'm very encouraged that they're starting to get, though, these higher end recruits. Some guys that you can really get in the building, develop two, three years. And then by by the time they're upperclassmen really start to uh you know pay dividends for you omar white's really exciting on that end i mean geez i'm talking about 62250 for brantley at that age to be 307 and 63 is just insane and you know i mean yeah. it's it like look at the schools that we're recruiting you know it's a lot of playoff yeah. schools um and it that that fills out and that's a guy who can at that size just size alone i i, I don't have to see the uh the huddle tape yet you know, he's going to be able to give you some snaps early at that size. Oh, yeah. Alone. For sure. Um, just going back to your point about the players, if you go and look at like the top 50, top 100, and how many of them are skill players compared to trench players, we talk about this on the draft pod, man. I mean, we've seen it in many ways throughout college football, how this seven on seven kind of elite 11 type high school um I don't really want to say culture, but this uh, kind of development we've seen just in that department has really already shown its way through the ranks, through the college football ranks, through the draft, through the NFL. Um, it's just it's just how it is now. Uh, let's talk a little bit more about some of these 2024 guys. As I mentioned, Coach Prime has been going after some studs, mm -hmm. uh, some absolute beasts. This is from 2024 four-star athlete Boo Carter. He has CU in his top five schools. Um, 
We talked about him a little bit a few weeks ago, but this is just relevant to the conversation. Ohio State, Oregon, CU, Tennessee, Michigan in his top five. Um, <laughs> it's pretty crazy to see CU being mentioned with those teams now. Yeah. There's also Jawan Johnson, another four-star athlete uh, in the 2024 class. He narrows his recruitment down to four schools, three SEC schools, and the CU Buffs, Dre. Wow. Florida, Georgia, LSU, and the Buffs. Uh, outstanding insane stuff we have one more i believe two five-star linebacker uh in the 2024 class tj cappers is down to five schools he has singled it down to louisville georgia cu miami and usc he is the number one linebacker in next year's class wow incredible i mean those athletes are really exciting too like i always love me a yeah. good a good athlete being able to mold them again that that plays into the coaching you know being able to bring guys in and uh plug and play them for sure and i mean the other thing with trench play that we haven't mentioned is i think the uh tight end renaissance we're seeing across all levels of football yeah. plays into that as well i mean you know how like just these outstanding six five 250 pound athletes you think you could add 15 pounds and have them play tackle like shit come on um we're, uh, so, we're getting there yeah <laughs> so um and that's that's one of the nicest additions i i love that arkansas state that tight end just insane. yeah uh sadu or he's gonna yeah. be a lot of fun uh yeah. tim brewster trying to turn cu into tight end you uh we'll see how it goes love off that. to a good start though uh before we move on i want to tell you guys about our friends over at breckenridge brewery Breckenridge Brewery has collabed with Never Summer to release their newest mm. beer, the Fun Slinger Lager. It's light, crushable, perfect after a day on the slopes or here at the DMVR bar or, well, not here. We're closer to where Dre is at the yes. DMVR bar. Yes. Um, you can check out the beer locator at www.breckbrew.com to find a Fun Slinger near you, Mountain Beach Sour, whatever your favorite Breckenridge Brewery beer is. Also, shout out to our friends at Illegal Pete's. Boom um yeah are you then, jonesing for illegal pizza it's been oh, like a, a week since you had illegal pizza for <laughs> you lunch you have no idea it's still it's been a little <laughs> bit less than a week we had illegal pizza at the christmas party uh last friday mm, good point so i got a fix in there um those takis were fire at the party just uh oh yeah, oof, oh, yeah. so good um yeah and their bulls man are just delicious they're they're the homies too like you go there they hook mm -hmm. you up they treat you well. Their food is immaculate. Illegal Pete's really a great deal. And uh, I think if you spend $100 on a gift card, you can score an extra $25 for free. It's kind of the gift that keeps on giving in that way, you know. Um, also, great deal. $100, $100 of food for, and you get $125 worth. So, boom. Yes, sir. Lock it in. Illegal Pete's. Check them out. They are great. They're great. I almost I almost cursed there, but I'm not going to, Jake. I know that Coach Prime brings in a more wholesome audience, so I I didn't want to go that route for you. Um, it's okay. I can hear you. I can hear you. You're with can me. You hear me? You're with okay. me. You're locked in, buddy. Yeah. Okay. I was like, not not right now. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> um. Moving on, though. Some relevant news in the SWAC that I feel like we should touch on mm -hmm. and talk about. Ed Reed was hired as the head football coach at Bethune-Cookman. Uh, Bethune-Cookman, a school in Daytona Beach, Florida. Yeah. Um, 
I just thought this was relevant to talk about for the, the main thing that popped into my head was when coach prime was hired at CU um, a lot of folks, SWAC folks, folks in the black community, HBCU community, um, maybe not a lot, but there was a vocal minority that were upset at coach prime's decision to leave, to go to CU, to go West. Um, But man, I think this is what coach prime really set out to do when he went to Jackson state is open the door um, at these other HBCUs for other guys uh, like him who have been there and done that, like Ed Reed. Um, Bethune Cookman has been a school that's really struggled. They haven't had a winning season since 2019. I think they've only won two games since 2020. Their mm-hmm. season was canceled then. Um, but man, how massive is this? Another just su- football superstar, football legend going to an HBCU. So many things to unpack. You know, he does have some coaching chops in some ways, more coaching chops than Coach Prime did when he started this. So, you know, it's all relative because Coach Prime was really involved in recruiting at those high end academies and um, getting guys speeds up. But, you know, Ed Reed has coached in the NFL as an assistant for the Bills and then been involved at his alma mater um, before Cristobal took over at Miami. And that's where the location of where he's at is really key because it's in one of those key areas in the Miami Metro um, that like in the old great U days, that's where you could really just load up on talent. Most of your roster could be from that surrounding area and you just had absolute dogs. Some of the great teams in college football history you know, Miami really takes off when Dion's doing his thing with this with the Knowles over there. Um, and then kind of comes to an end of that real like high-end peak, right? Right when Ed Reed leaves, you know, Ed Ed Reed, his backup is Sean Taylor, and a few years later, the U is never really quite the same. So with those coaching chops um and the understanding of what you can do with just the local recruiting, I think could be huge. Um, and I think, you know, I know this this was a thought and we'll, we'll see if it ever bears out and we certainly don't hope so here locally, but there was always a thought that Dion's maybe not being groomed, but that he's, he's taken these steps to eventually be the Knowles head coach. And it feels mm-hmm. like Ed Reed in a similar way has kind of right. taken some delicate steps to maybe phase into like when the time comes, if things don't work out for Cristobal, what have you, a guy like Ed Reed can jump in and be a head coach at a superpower like that. Um, like CU, you know, I mean, former mm-hmm. great programs that have natties that have Heisman's. Um, and, and so it's really intriguing. You love to see it. it I, honestly, frankly, I hate that it's taken so long. You see it in the NBA where guys like Steve Nash, get immediate chances. Um, You can name a ton in the NBA and in basketball in general. It's nice to see that we're kind of opening that door a little more. Um, It just makes so much sense in the NIL era where these guys, these names carry so much weight, especially, you know, especially Ed Reed is not the national name coach prime is. Um, he, He just isn't coach prime is special and very unique in that. But there in that Miami area, yeah, I think Ed Reed kind of is that kind of name. And I'm I'm really intrigued to see it, man. I mean, personnel, like I think I think the comps are very like broad, 
they fit if you're just looking at it at face value. Once they start to dig in, they are very different personalities, personas, um, you know, just their involvement with media, all that. I mean, Ed Reed is in no way Coach Prime. So he's right. he's going to have some different challenges, but it's also one of those programs where, like, things can't get worse than that, right? Like you just said, they haven't yeah. won, <laughs> won much lately. So, I mean. <laughs> Exactly. Yeah, no, well said. Um, it's just exciting, man. I, Ed Reed was... I got to watch Ed Reed's career. Dion was a little bit before right. me, so yep. Yep. he was just on the tail. I was just on the tail end of that. But Ed Reed, man, I mean, one of my favorite football players of all time, just insane intelligence, insane instincts. Um, it's just awesome to see these Hall of Fame caliber players getting these shots at being coaches because if all these other people are getting <laughs> calls, if the Jeff Saturday types mm-hmm. are getting calls, why not bring in the legends and actually try and get some people in who have been there and done that, as we've said. Damn straight, um, man. And it's nice to see that this coaching money might be competitive with this TV money. Because I'm mean, part of some fall is like the, the big, big names, they're going to TV because the money's there. You know, I mean, and that that's what Coach Prime was doing for the last decade or mm-hmm. so before he kind of believed in himself. And, you know, he's got the ability to juggle both things. And um, it's just exciting, man. It's exciting that CU has gone this route and it's already paying dividends and and so exciting it's exciting that other programs even if it's just in the hbcu um are starting to make that jump and giving these guys uh those those opportunities because i i I mean i I just think in in this new world of college football that could really pay dividends and then i mean shit we forget like like guys like hugh freeze like hugh freeze started his career as like a volleyball coach you know like why why does that guy get you know a route to 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 coaching at this level but a legend like ed reed can't like come on get get out of here you know like let's get real so um no man it's it's exciting for the progression of the sport plain and simple yep exciting for everyone involved um Let's move on. Let's have some fun. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's, let's throw the board up. Uh, let's get this draft ready to go. We'll do a few rounds, and we got to do one more break um, after the draft. Then we'll get to your guys' questions on the day. Whenever you're ready, yeah, yeah. Um, who's first in the graphic? I'm first in the graphic. I guess I'm going first overall then. Uh, snake draft, you yeah. Have. Yeah, snake draft. Okay. So I go, okay. you go twice, and then I go twice, and then you mm-hmm. go twice, and then we'll finish out the fifth round. Okay. Okay. Um, yeah. It's a nice spot to be with this first pick, I gotta say. It's a <laughs> nice spot to be. Yeah. Uh, good uh, job. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you very much. Uh, I tried really hard for this. <laughs> uh, well, uh, let's just get it out of the way. First overall pick, Caleb Williams, the Heisman Trophy winner, just an absolute stud. Mm-hmm. In the conversation to be the top player selected in the 2024 class. Um, We've been on him for a while, Dre, and I don't know if I've ever been as impressed by a college quarterback as I was by Caleb mm-hmm. Williams this last year. Mm-hmm. Uh, just an absolute stud. Sorry to take the easy number one from you, but it had to be done. You got to. It's the name of the game. Um, yeah, ever since that Red River rivalry where he comes in and has to spot Spencer Rattler, he's just been insane. Um, what an insane journey for these um Lincoln Riley quarterbacks like he always had success with the transfers he finally gets that tippy top recruit and it's Rattler and it doesn't quite work out 
It's the other tippy-top recruit that's <laughs> yeah. backing him up that pans out. But then he becomes a transfer. Um, it's I, I don't I. It's crazy. It's it, the um, Patrick Mahomes comp hasn't really come to bear thus far, even though Mahomes has been in the NFL like five years now. And yet with Caleb, it just slaps you in the face. It's insane. Um, his off script stuff, his arm strength is just off the freaking charts. So, yeah, yeah. very nice first pick. And what I'm concerned about most is the turn here for you um i'm i'm not going to be disappointed though to take michael Penix jr second pick the guy is an That's absolute right winner at indiana already we saw just what an incredible quarterback he is with a historic run for the hoosiers two years ago comes and does it in year one for washington washington extremely lucky that he's going back to school he's just Man, so strong in the pocket, so composed, really like one of the most advanced college guys and going through their progressions. Plenty of arm strength. That delivery is a little slow. Um, mm -hmm. but you know, he's a little telegraphed, yeah. A little telegraphed. He's but you know, he's he's got that strength, he's got enough mobility, kind of similar to Caleb Williams to be a factor in the red zone, or you know, convert with his legs and not you, you can't just ignore him as a runner plain and simple and i mean shoot like when when he's playing quarterback at a healthy clip his teams are ranked in the top 25 like there are a few guys that have a higher floor than Penix jr does um at quarterback in the college ranks so that to me was an easy one and frankly i kind of felt like there was a an easy consensus top three jake um and then the discussion gets really fun and interesting after that mm -hmm. So pencil in cam rising another just winner at the college level. Um, the best dual threat quarterback in the league. Uh, sneaky, sneaky addition uh, for that. Uh, I don't know. Nomination, I guess. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, exactly. You, you might not think, but he's an extremely good runner. He's got the size outside the hashes maybe not the greatest quarterback in the world he'll miss some um maybe the accuracy isn't like tippy top i think a, a significantly like lower tier of ceiling than the other guys we've talked about and some of the other guys we're about to talk about but cam rising has an immense floor uh just such a such a beast as a dual threat and underrated as a passer, he is like one of the best um, read option quarterbacks in just yes. getting that little quick slant out. And he lives down the seam. I mean, there's a reason those tight ends at Utah are so good. He is very accurate over the middle of the field, very accurate down the seam. His accuracy, their ability to lead his wide receivers is tippy top. Um these are some great quarterbacks. Like the the Pac-12 has nothing to envy any other league, especially when it comes to these three vets. Yeah, I think there was a, a clear cut clear cut top tier, Caleb Williams by himself, and then yes. there was a tier below that, uh, Michael Penix and Cam Rising, just two veterans who have been doing it for so long and know it. Uh, everyone else, oh, there's a, there's a there's another tier after that. 
Yeah. I'm going to go Shador Sanders here. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Give him to me. Yeah, yeah. Can I can I get a graphic of me being put in a body bag and having <laughs> lost the pull already? Like, dude, you can't do it. You can't just take the reigning Heisman and Shador just back to back, like one, two. I'm, I'm dead in the water. Um, No, honestly, though, this kind of was the, like this next tier. You could make some great cases for other quarterbacks. Um, mm -hmm. I think in some ways you could argue Shadur's hype as a recruit as good, if not higher, than anyone else in this next tier. Mm -hmm. And I mean, what he's shown so far at the collegiate level can't really be messed with. Right, right. Coming from Jackson State, of course, we did a film room. I did a film room on him a few weeks ago. Um, the bug bit me then. His Check touch and accuracy, mm -hmm. ball placement, out of control. He's going to have an amazing wide receiver core. Jordan Tyson yeah. is expected to come back sometime October, November-ish. Um, we'll see if Travis Hunter is full-time wide receiver mm -hmm. or if he's going to be right. more on the other side. But the chemistry that those two have off the field and on the field um, I think that's worth investing in and exploring and just trying to see how far that can go, right. how far it can take this team, honestly, because looking at it, yeah, Caleb's up there. He's got some dogs. Penix is up there. He's got some dogs. But, man, Shador Sanders, Travis Hunter might be, outside of those guys, the best like wide receiver quarterback duo in the conference. Um, when they are on, it's, it's almost impossible to beat. Um, wow, that's a great – that's a great argument to be made. Um, I mean, it's kind of true. Like on paper, you're not you're uh, and and what you've seen on film at at the collegiate level, mm -hmm. you're not that far off. Honestly, what what's crazy to me is you didn't even mention Shadur's poise. That's what stands out yeah. to me, man. Is that poise? That being able to gain an extra half step or being able to gain an extra angle to create a little more torque um arm strength and how it, the arm strength looks at the pac 12 level will be really interesting but when i see him having a you know pump a little extra when he's he's leaning on his back foot i see some sneaky strength and when, when he has to get yep. it to push it to the sidelines um outside the hashes i see it there too so maybe you're not seeing you know like I'm very intrigued by Shadur and his upside. Snake draft got me, man. Like I kind of, there was a consensus top three tier. Shadur was the goal to come away with. Um, I I won't even spoil the one guy I would have been like Shadur was on that cusp of fourth or fifth quarterback for me, mm -hmm. and I won't yeah. spoil who the other one would be in hopes that he can drop to me uh, to the sixth pick here. Uh, love to hear that. Before I get to my next ah! I want to tell you guys about our friends over at Green Mountain Dental. Spoiler. They've been, <laughs> they've been a supporter of DMVR since the very beginning. We've had countless fans and our own staff convert to Green Mountain Dental and never look yeah. back. Yep. They're located just 15 minutes from downtown Denver and Lakewood. Uh, Dr. Ben and his team have you covered from everything, regular cleanings, orthodontics, wisdom teeth. Uh, tell the fam or tell the team that DMVR Sports sent you and get a $300 discount for a full orthodontics treatment for new patients. If you mention DMVR Sports, you get a free set of bleach trays. That's a $350 value with a new patient cleaning exam and x-rays. To make an appointment or find more information, check out their website at greenmountaindentalgroup.com today. 
and shout great. out DraftKings yes. Sportsbook. Yes, yes, it's bowl season, baby. The real bulls, the bulls that matter are coming. I'm not going to let that UNC Oregon over not hitting by like 20 points <laughs> ruin it for me. Screw you, Bo Nix. You will never be drafted on my team. Let that be UNC clear. UNC plus 13 and a half was a lock. How was that line so massive? I gave that out twice this week. That was a ridiculous line from the get-go. What was the book smoking on that one? Both the, the total at 76 and a half and that line just stunk to high heaven. Um, it, it was terrible. If you're a new user, though, on the King of Sportsbooks, the best place to be for all of bowl season, especially uh, this weekend, man. It's, uh, it's, it's big six time. Um, you can bet any um, new customers can place a $5 pregame money line bet on any college football team to win and get $150 in free bets. If they do, that's on top of all their great promos, boosts, uh, risk-free bets. You name it. They've got you covered. They are the best premier sportsbook in the world. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use that code DMVR. New customers place $5 bet pregame on any college football team to win and get $150. If your team does, that's code DMVR only at DraftKings Sportsbook. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. See show notes for details my man well yeah. done oh thanks back to the draft third round here i find myself in a bit of a pickle dre yeah there's a a guy who i think a lot of people would take with this next pick um mm. he's not my favorite though we'll say yeah so okay. we're taking jdl from u university of arizona oh. Jaden delora is going next <laughs> sorry Dre. i set you up i'm sorry you're really destroying <laughs> me yeah i feel like i got set up here man it really does feel like that oh, but i mean God. make make the case for him he's the one guy i was torn yeah. with between him and shadur like I, yeah. I in some ways he's funner i think shadur has a higher right. ceiling he probably uh has a higher floor um he's the a little interception prone of the top guys but like yeah, yeah. he's fun man and a little bigger than you'd think yep he's got a, a live arm he is very willing to take some risky throws and to hit the big play um yeah mobile not i mean i think there's a there's a difference between you know the top three guys that were taken even shador i think might be a, more mobile than Jaden delora mm -hmm. Um, but his arm and his just ability to try these ridiculous throws, so entertaining. He's got an insane wide receiver core. Uh, Dorian Singer, of course, yeah. now at USC, which is just stupid. Oh, oh, oh. Um, yeah, not great. But uh, yeah, man, he is uh, he is must-watch TV. If there's a late-night Pac-12 game and it's U of A, you got to throw it on. Agreed. I think outside of Caleb Williams, maybe the best thrower on the move just because he's yeah. willing to try it all, like go off balance, like he can really crank it. That's the thing about Cam Rising for such a great dual threat. When he's on the move, it's so like front loaded. It's like, bro, what are we doing? You're about to like yeah. fall forward. Um, oh, God, you just destroyed me. You just you gonna do it? obliterated me. Um, do it. No, I'm not going to do it, actually. Thank you. Thank you for your suggestion, though. Um, God damn it. I guess I'll go Cam Ward. 
I like wow. Cam Ward. It's a quick release. The guy's a high-end player. Started the season off better than he ended it. A little, I don't know, just some some tough decision making by the end of the yeah. season, you know. But uh, if it's between him and Bo Nix and DJ Ugalele, as far as a uh, decision making, yeah, give me Cam Ward. I'm all about that. <laughs> That's better decision making than than those guys. Um, I like the mobility. I like how quick he gets it out. I I'm encouraged by the tools i actually think he's a great like modern even nfl type quarterback he, he needs to fine-tune a lot he needs to fine-tune a lot um that like that that comeback loss to oregon will haunt me for many years uh but i, I like the guy and i like that you can compare him to like Shadur and that path is very comparable. Um, also, you didn't mention Shadur's offense. You know that that should have you encouraged. Right. And yeah, in in some ways, we are drafting for who's going to be who's going to look the best next season, right? Right. Um, so in that sense, I think Cam Ward could take an extra jump and yeah, look better and be more reliable than a Bo Nix, and I think he gives you more certainty than DJ Ugalele. Um, I mean, Drew Pine in this is very intriguing as well. And then you've got plenty of upside with Dante Moore at UCLA. I'm going to go DJ Ugalele with this pick. Oregon State. Love me that offense. Um, It's just big boy football, and they added the ultimate big boy. Um, This guy, as far as like recruiting uh, pedigree, he is right up there with anyone in the conference, if not higher up than anyone. Uh, prototypical size, prototypical arm strength, great dual threat ability in that offense. He's going to be really scary as a runner. His decision-making needs to be fine-tuned. That's going to be the big thing with him. But I'm going upside. I'm going in just believing in the situation um, and the guy's talent, essentially. I I think he could be turned into almost a mix of Penix and Cam Rising if he just gets a few things right, you know. Yeah, I'm very intrigued to see how this goes yeah. with him at Oregon State because their quarterback play this year was downright pitiful. It was awful at times. I think they were winning games with uh, Go Branson completing like six passes in a game. Yeah, it was right. crazy stuff to see. So it makes me think like it's one. <laughs> It's a slippery slope because it makes me think it can't possibly get any worse than what it was this year. I know. But DJ put up some real stinkers this year. Oh, it was awesome. He also put up some impressive games. I remember there was one game that he had, and we all came back on the draft pod the next week, just like, we're back in. It's all happening ready. again. Yeah. yeah. Um, it's going to happen a lot at Oregon State. It's going to be a lot of fun to watch. Mm-hmm. You did it to me, Dre. I'm taking Good. Bo Nix. Let's go. Yes. Um, now I have to say uh, good things about Bo Nix. Um, I'm trying not to sound like a hater, but he is like a um, <clears throat> the prototypical system quarterback to me. Mm. Um, what he does at Oregon just is lockstep with his skill set. He's able to run around and just kind of extend plays, create chaos with his legs. And then he's also able to just uncork these deep bombs with his arm um, and go over the top of defenses. 
Um, he actually played really well this year, kind of between those areas and yeah. the short and intermediate areas. Mm-hmm. Um, his one, his one blunder, I guess I saw in person that the, the over the head backwards pass, it was incredible to watch against CU. Um, but I got to give it to the guy. He, he cut a lot of that out of his game last year, uh, was a legitimate Heisman candidate until very late in the season. Um, can't trust him. There, yeah, you can't can't trust trust him. There's a reason he came back and didn't go to the NFL. We'll uh-huh. say that. Uh-huh. Um, uh-huh. It's uh-huh. a great pick. Like on on paper, your your quarterbacks are once again going to look great. But yeah, Bo Nix is a tough one to trust. Bo Nix is. is a tough one to trust. Yeah, um, no this is the de facto last pick. I'll pick and then you'll get the last one. Obviously, uh-huh. we'll talk about both of these guys, though. Right. I think I'm going to go with the combo of Colin Schley and Dante Moore, though, over um, Drew okay. Pine. I know Drew Pine did some things at Notre Dame. We'll talk about him. Uh, but Colin Schley from Kent State was a guy that we actually kind of talked about to potentially transfer into CU, kind of be mm-hmm. that backup to Shador. He ends up going to UCLA. If I had to guess, he will be their day one starter, week one starter. But when you have a five-star just sitting in the wings behind him um, – it takes nice. one bad series, one bad play sometimes, and all of a sudden your job is lost. Very interested to see how this Dante or how this offense looks with Dante Moore. I uh, really like how DTR matured and grew in that UCLA offense. Um, just really built upon his game year after year. Um, and so getting a guy coming in with a baseline talent of being a five star, uh, special things could be happening in UCLA pretty soon. Well, and you love that offense. I mean, Chip seems to have figured some things out and have the Bruins offense rolling again. Um, uh, yeah, that's fine. I'll, I'll take the higher floor guy once again, Drew Pine. That's Pine with a Y. Uh, transferred from Notre Dame. You know, really high floor. Nice little dual threat guy. Um, fairly accurate. Uh, he'll get the job done. And I think he is an upgrade over like Emory Jones last year. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, I mean, I, I think he'll keep your offense on schedule in that scheme. He can be like kind of more buttoned up uh, Bo Nix, which right. should, should sound really good for the Sun Devils, right? Right about yeah. now. For sure. Um, as you mentioned, Emory Jones really struggled last year. Um, but I kind of like what Trenton Bourget did at times. I mm-hmm. saw it in person when ASU came to Folsom. Um, I mean, the, the Buffs defensive wasn't going to stop anyone last year, uh-huh. uh, but Bourget looked really good. Um, Andrew Pine, though, he actually had a solid season. Um, you'd like to see some more volume, I think, um, <clears throat> but I don't think he was the starter to start the year for Notre Dame. He only threw six passes against Marshall, um, but only 2,021 yards last season 22 to six touchdown to interception ratio that's um, not bad yeah added two touchdowns on the ground to 64 percent completion i mean there's something to work with there um i guess i just wonder why did you leave notre dame though if you were playing at this level um maybe you got another stud coming in at notre dame but um seemed like the ceiling was a little limited um him graham mertz is it who went to florida um oh gosh and i was just thinking of another like high floor transfer oh, um mcnamara to iowa it, exactly thank you those are you know there's those three guys you could kind of like i think i'd rank um mcnamara pine 
Mertz, Mertz, yeah, yeah, yeah. Mertz is on the um, bottom. <laughs> yeah, they, I mean, so you know, it's like, yeah, it's in that tier. Like, it's cool. Mm. It's exciting. Like, I think it's better than JT Shrout as far as the like high floor uh, transfers go. You know, um, you've got a nice track record there. It's it's what the doctor ordered for ASU, I think. Yeah, they're getting a lot of transfers into. Uh, they'll be a lot of fun to watch. I thought Dillingham was a great candidate uh, yep. for this job. Even yep. um, I, I believe we had him in our S tier. So we'll see how that all shakes out. I know the Sun Devil guys are excited about that. Yeah, um, as they should be. Yeah, we'll talk to them soon on this show. Um, I can't believe any this. other thoughts. I yeah, I basically taught you how to draft. I I, I brought Jake <laughs> into the world. He's been on the draft pod for years with me. We're draft homies, and then he invites me on his show and absolutely bodies me um, on this Pac-12 quarterback draft. Like that's that's not what friends do, Jake. It just <laughs> isn't. I mean, go line by line. Advantage Jake on round one. Advantage me round two. You know, we all love Shadur here, yeah. but I do think advantage you round three. Um, shit. Round four is like, what, what I flavor of, yeah, <laughs> what flavor of suicidal are you? Um, <laughs> uh, I, I won't go any further than that. And I'm, I'm, that's probably a bad joke. And then, yeah, I think you have the, the advantage in round five as well. Um, so it's not great. Not great, man. Oh, I mean, I could see Cam Ward having a better season than Delora for sure. Um, I believe, I honestly, I believe in the tools and prospect more with Cam Ward. Right. Um, Delora's though, he's younger. Like you, you're kind of intrigued by the upside of like a sophomore in a Wildcats offense that seems to be trending in the right direction. For sure, for sure. It's, I mean, he, as you mentioned, when you took him, I mean, he's. You could kind of see he was like figuring it out as the year kind of went on. Um, <laughs> I know uh, he was. Uh, he had some good games, and then there were games where the offense really, really stalled. Mm-hmm. Um, he'll get it together, I think. I like his arm. Um, I like that he is mobile. I mean, he's not going to like take off down the field like uh, Caleb Williams or Bo Nix would. Um, he's more like that. Uh, more like Michael Penix, I'd say, just kind of behind the line of scrimmage. Like mm-hmm. he'll do what he needs to do to find a throwing window and get the throw off. Yeah. No, uh, no Stanford or Cal quarterbacks mentioned in these at all. <laughs> we don't know. Yeah. <laughs> we don't know who they got. Uh, right. Jake, uh, Jack Plummer transferred out of Cal. Uh-huh. So we don't know who's going to start there. Tanner McKee entered the draft. Uh, so what a choice. That's, yeah, literally, I gave Yaya the list, and I just put question marks for both teams. And I love like, that. Well, it's a good thing we're doing five rounds. <laughs> That's great. Good deal. Yeah, no, you picked it well. You picked it well. Good, good, good by you. Well done. Uh, Yaya, let's go to questions, man. What do we got today? Have you guys? Okay, great that this question came up first. Uh, we have not. I have not watched the documentary. I don't know if you have, Dre. But we are going to talk about this on Monday. The second is going to be the show that we talk about the first two episodes. Uh, awesome. Ryan is, of course, out of town right now, so we'll watch that over the weekend, and then we'll give your we'll have our thoughts ready on Monday. I don't know when three and four come out yet, but I'm sure it'll be similar timeline. Um, we'll just give everyone a few days to watch it, and then we'll get everyone in here and we'll kind of talk about it together. Have you actually That's watched on, it at all yet? It's on Prime Video. Right? Yep, Prime. 
I was seeing that. I was actually kind of surprised that um like I was surprised by that announcement or uh just seeing that yesterday on my timeline um coach prime retweet. Uh so no, I I've I, I was kind of shook by it all. I honestly thought the prime documentary on prime video it sounded like a bit. It sounded like the kind of bit I would do on my betting show. Um so no, I'll have to tune in and then I get to tune in on monday to the pod and uh recap it with you all i'm i'm excited now yes sir it's gonna be a lot of fun uh next question from travis do you think shador will be in the top third middle or bottom bottom third of conference quarterbacks um i think we just kind of broke it down he's really Mm -hmm. right between the top and the middle third there um it can go either way i mean he'd of course fall off a cliff and have a bottom third season but yeah i don't think a lot of us see that happening so i think that that's really where he fits in already right he's right in the in the meat of that top middle um with the upside to maybe squeeze into the top third like he totally has the tools to supplant uh cam rising you know um, but you just got to see it right now. He's more in the wait and see with Delora, with Cam Ward, with DJ and Bo Nix kind of squeezed in there, though. It feels like they've got more of a stink to him, but still, you know, like. Um, yeah. So, yeah, I think he's right in that. Conference of quarterbacks, man. Every the Pac-12 is going to be amazing true, to man. watch next year. Yeah. I can't wait. Yeah. Um, from Tyler Brown is Mata on scholarship. Haven't seen for sure. This is the first move that I didn't think was necessary. Competition is great, but Becker wasn't an issue. Um, a few things to touch on there. I don't really know about Mata. I've heard preferred walk on, but that's not, it wasn't a reliable source that I heard that from. Um, so stay tuned, but on that front too, I also think it's too early to be worrying about scholarships. I had a lot of people like adding me on Twitter about this and guys, people are going to leave. Um, it's not time to worry about scholarships yet. I know they're up against that 85 number right now, but a lot of players that are there that are on scholarship probably won't be there um, within the next year. So even if it doesn't happen this off season, I think we're still going to see a lot of guys eventually leave the program. Um, And then this is the first move I didn't think was necessary. Becker was great. True. Competition never hurt though, right? Yeah. And I mean, you wonder as Becker maybe, looking at other options you know like do that was this anticipating another move that may follow these this stuff with recruiting as you're pointing out about the scholarly numbers available it's super fluid man yeah it's super fluid like the you you have to be thinking two three steps ahead um you know the prime and his recruiting staff and all that coaching staff you need to be thinking a couple moves ahead not so much just one for one stuff right now Mm mm-hmm Next question, Yo-Yo. You think game day will host CU versus USC? I, I hope. That'd be amazing. Um, both teams got to win, obviously. I think if we have a top – I don't even want to say top 10 or top 15. If we have a top 25, maybe a fringe top 25 matchup, I think that game is definitely in the running. Um, conference schedules haven't been confirmed yet. So, mm-hmm. like, if you pull up the 2023 CU schedule, it's going to show all those games there and obviously on the schedule. But this USC game is in a chunk of, like, four games at the very end that are right. all on the road. Um, I don't think the dates have been settled yet. I think we'll get an official announcement when the schedule is set in stone. It'd be really cool to have game day for that game, though. Penix or uh, Williams versus Shador. 
That'd be amazing. Um, yeah, lots to, I mean, you, you just got to kind of see how the season plays out. You know, it'd be mm-hmm. even cooler if it was a home game for CU that college game day was at. Right. Uh, question from Matt. Have we hired a DT coach? Um, <clears throat> I don't think there's a defensive tackle coach specifically, but Nick Williams is the defensive line coach. Um, previously from Texas A&M, one of the big reasons why they got so many dogs in last year's class, that 2022 class, he was credited with a lot of that. Uh, before the Aggies, was, that is. The Aggies, yes. Yeah. Um, before he was working under Jimbo Fisher at A&M, Williams was a graduate assistant at Georgia. Um, he himself has been given credit for recruiting Smoke Bowie to College Station last year. He was a four-star 2022 recruit. He's in the portal. Um, he supposedly was at CU at one of these visits. He's been very quiet. We haven't heard anything. Um, well, also, well, it's well. worth, yeah, uh, it's worth also mentioning. Here it is. Dennis Thurman is going to be the director of quality control and head defensive analyst, too. Um, this is a guy that has 40, 50 years of defensive coaching experience. Um, still haven't heard about Mike Zimmer. I was going to ask. Um, yeah. But yeah, I mean, you've you've got some decent chops to coach up that defense and help out on that defensive mm-hmm. line for sure. Yep. Other QBs on CU's roster competing with him. So the only two quarterbacks on CU's roster right now are JT Shrout and Drew Carter. Um, Drew Carter. How do I say this, Dre? Hey. <laughs> Drew Drew Carter is not a threat to anyone's job at the quarterback position. Um, JT Shrout, we'll wait and see. Um, there was some hype when he came in, but last year was rough. And then, of course, you have Ryan Staub and Kaysen Wiseman, two new recruits coming in. When we were doing, I was preparing for the draft, our Pac 12 quarterback draft that you just bodied me in. Um, I was seeing like 43 different players in the Pac 12 took a pass attempt last year. 25 were quarterbacks who took a pass attempt. And I thought, geez, how many of those were quarterbacks that Jay covered? You covered like five quarterbacks that took a pass attempt last year? Um, yeah, and then Jordan Tyson threw a pass too. <laughs> right, and then I saw Jordan Tyson in there as well. So there you go. That's fun stuff. Um, if Jake can focus on just one quarterback for a couple of seasons, he'll be just fine. He won't. Amazing. Yeah, like by early October, he had this... He, his whole preseason was the quarterback competition. By early October, it was uh, McCown hype, and that ended in an injury mere weeks later. So, uh, you know, that was it was a journey behind center for, for Jake and our DMVR bus coverage, no doubt. Yeah, uh, literally that last game against Utah, I think we found out like two days before that JT wasn't playing. So it's like, all right, well, we're probably going to get Drew Carter. We go down on the field before the game. Drew Carter starts warming up, and then they go into – I mean, they do their warm-ups. You know the routine. And then they go into seven-on-seven, seven, you know, like 15 mm-hmm. minutes right before they go in the tunnel, right? And that's kind of when you get an idea of a lot that's going on. Maddox Cup is behind center taking snaps in seven-on-seven. Seven, and I was just like, oh, my God. I don't even know what to expect here. That's crazy. Uh, um, it was rough. So you, you must be expecting them to – maybe grab a transfer backup and i mean more realistic what makes probably more sense is try to find a 2023 recruit 
who wants to come and learn behind Shadur for a couple years. Mm-hmm. Um, and then really focus your efforts on loading up that quarterback room more for 24 and 25, probably. Yeah, for sure. I mean, that's why I think Colin Schley was a guy that I had mm-hmm. my eye on at least for a yeah. while. Um, just a veteran. He's been in Sean Lewis's offense. Um, right. It seemed like it made sense. I mean, he's got his work cut out for him going up against a five-star now. Um, we'll see, though. I, they're not done in the transfer portal, though, and they can add guys all the way through the summer. I mean, we're right. going to have a bunch more people. Once bowl season ends, we'll probably see – I'm not expecting a big wave, but I think we'll see some sort of a wave of players entering the portal. Uh, when players start graduating and are actually allowed to transfer as grad transfers, we'll see a lot of movement, too. Um, stay tuned, I guess. Yeah, we have, uh, with Shadur penciled in as the starter, I mean, don't expect anything yeah. crazy. Like, for sure. Um, that question from Jay, y'all don't like Kaysen's potential. We watched Kaysen's film, uh, Ryan and I did on Tuesday. We liked it. Um, it's just he's a young guy. Uh, we'll see how quick he's able to progress. If you can have one of these freshman quarterbacks, if Staub or Wiseman are able to progress uh, as a player and become that reliable backup for Shador. Um, that's the best case scenario, honestly. Uh, forget transfers, forget JT Shroud. That's, I think, the best case scenario for the backup. Mm, okay, love that. What else do we got? Or are we done? I think we're done. Okay. Um, there it is. Um, literally after this, I am packing all my stuff up and driving back to Denver, Dre. He's uh, coming, baby. Soon, man. <laughs> Thanks for yeah. coming on the show, though, dude. It was fun. Always a pleasure, my friend. Um, yeah, man, this was this was great. Thank to everyone who tuned in and uh, had the comment section popping and has just yeah. been, uh, you know, part of this whole DMVR Buffs podcast journey the last few weeks. It's been amazing to see you drive safely, my friend. Please. Yes, yes, okay. of course. Um, we'll be taking it as slow as we can, but also trying to make it home for this basketball game tonight. It just never ends. Uh, yeah. CU versus Stanford, I believe, at 9 p.m. Uh, opening, well, not opening conference play. CU has played conference games, two conference games prior, but this is like the formal opening of conference play for them. So that'll be fun. Um, I'll be back tomorrow, whether it's Dre, whether it's Hank, Dev, um, maybe Should Yaya. Maybe out. Yaya oh, yeah. and host at the same time. <laughs> Love that. He's a beast, um, that yeah, yeah. He is a man of many talents. Yeah. Uh, thank you guys for listening. Appreciate y'all in the chat. Uh, we'll be back tomorrow. Let's go Buffs. Thank you.